strong hand. Good evening, Bitcoiners from around the world. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin master. It is 6pm here in the United Kingdom on the 20th of December 2021. Strong Bitcoin hand. That is the name of the game on this channel. I'm sure many of you are wondering what the heck is going on with the Bitcoin price and thinking, oh my Lord, is it all over? I lived through 2018 and 2019 bear markets, people. And I'm telling you now, 46k for a Bitcoin is nothing to be bearish about. I am quite happy with whatever happens. My hand is mega strong. I don't care what happens to the price short term because I'm in this to change the flipping world. So pound that like button and share this out on Twitter. So preliminaries. If you're new to all of this, firstly, you're going to get everything that's bullish here. You're never going to get anything bearish on Bitcoin from me. So if you're looking for bearish, go go find another channel. But if you listen to anything I've got to say and it makes you want to get into the rabbit hole, do your own research, people. Do not take financial advice from me because I can't give it. And there it is down there, the disclaimer saying that. If you do go and delve in and lose a load of money, don't come screaming to me. You must do your own research. I would encourage you all to check out my work at ukbitcoinmaster.com, where all my videos are, and bitcoininterviews.com. That is where you're going to find the interviews that I've done today, around 40 of them, um, I believe, with some of the greatest thought leaders in the Bitcoin space today. So well worth checking those out. Okay, so before we get into the show, I love to say hi to a few people in the chat. So welcome to my lovely wife, Elaine, my lovely daughter, Buffy W. I can see Whiskey Bravo Mike is in the house. He's put LFG, which for means for me means let's flipping go. I agree with that one. Alexis Menard from Montreal. Alexis, welcome to the show. Uh, my nephew, Paul Hill, has just joined us. Hi, Paul. Great to have you in the house. Budge Dobnik, great to spend that time with you yesterday afternoon, Budge. Uh, we both thoroughly enjoyed the afternoon talking Bitcoin. It was absolutely ripping, mate. So we'll do it again sometime soon. I've seen proud Zionist Jew, Yorkie Bitcoiners been with us. Um, who else have we got? That's probably it for the moment. So yeah, small select group of people. Obviously, people don't want to come on Bitcoin shows when the markets are down. There's a lot of apathy out there. But do you know what? I'm going to go live every Monday and every Thursday, and that includes this coming Thursday, the 23rd, and the following Monday, the 27th, which in the UK is a public holiday. But you know what? I thought around the world, actually, because Christmas Day um, and Boxing Day fall over the weekend. We're going to enjoy that, but I'm still going to be here with a show on Monday, the 27th. So people, come and join us. Whatever you're doing, just give up half an hour or 40 minutes, and I'll do my absolute best to blow your mind and give you some inspiration for half an hour. So there you go. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, great afternoon, UK. It was. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And we will do it again. And for those that are not aware of it, if you're in the UK, next summer, I think it's July, we have a 
big Bitcoin weekend coming up in the southwest of England near Bristol. So you'll want to factor that in and come and join us. And I'll tell you why, because I've just recently been asked to be the MC of that event. So if you want some real inspiration and to meet me in the flesh, you'll want to be in the southwest of the United Kingdom in July next year, because we're going to do a Bitcoin weekend. And I'm so excited about it. So that said, right, let's shoot on over to the desktop and see what's going on. Okay, so who's freaking out about the price? I'm certainly not. You know, they say, or Simon Dixon always says, if you're in fiat mindset, you're thinking, oh, what's happening to Bitcoin? If you're in Bitcoin mindset, you're thinking, I can stack those cheap sats. So if we go over here and you can see this great big arrow now, you'll see that we're getting over 2,160 sats for the dollar right now. So as the price of Bitcoin comes down, you get more for your money. So anybody stacking each payday, their mindset should be, I don't want it to go up yet because it means I can get more Bitcoin for my money. Now, for those of you that are thinking, oh, what the heck is going on and it's all doom and gloom, here's what I would say. If you don't believe that Bitcoin is going to a million dollars a coin, you need to get in the rabbit hole and start learning why that is going to happen. The history of money, what's going on in the world. And we're going to talk about some of that um, in a minute. But the point I'm making is, if we go over to the right here and you can see all this lot, you've got this big pump and then this pullback. Then we've got a run up and another pullback. What is stopping that doing a U-turn and going up again? and then a pullback, and then up again, and then another pullback. So when I say strong Bitcoin hand, it is not just some silly gimmick. I mean, you have to build that strong hand. And that comes from learning. It comes from joining shows like mine and Bitcoin Meisters and Swan Bitcoin shows and BTC Bennies and watching people like Michael Saylor and Greg Foss and Anthony Pompliano and all these people that will help you to build that strong Bitcoin hand. So do not freak out about the price, people, because the price is okay. It's just that we get in this mindset, we've seen it at 60 odd, and now it's down at 40 odd. We've got these big long faces. Uh, what's happening to the Bitcoin price? Get over all that. The only people that are feeling that are the people that are watching the day to day charts instead of zooming out as this chart is doing and having a look over a five year period. And if we go to all in in terms of how big what's happened to Bitcoin since it started and go to the log chart. Here you can see my opinion is we are leveling out the volatility somewhat, but we are still moving in an upward direction, but it's going to go up and down uh, like a fiddler's elbow. So stop freaking out. Keep stacking Bitcoin. I'm telling you, you do all right. Okay, now I'm going to run a video, but before I run that video, I want to go over and have a look at something um, staying on the desktop, but this. And I want you to have a look at the date here, people. And you can see Thursday, April the 6th, 2017. I hadn't even heard of Bitcoin at this stage. And it was this was an article from the Daily Mail online in the UK. And it said pensions, a system in 
crisis. Now, I'm very fortunate with my other business. I've got a good mate of mine who's also an accountant, a chartered accountant, and he also sent me this article after doing some research. And admittedly, it's based uh, on what's going on in the UK. But even nearly five years ago now, you had uh, the, the FTSE 350 pension shortfall with £72 billion. British Home Stores, I think that's now gone, but Carillion, 990 million in shortfall. You had Tata Steel, 2 billion shortfall. Tesco, our big shopping brand like Walmart in the US, um, 2.4 billion shortfall in people's pensions. British Airways, you know, 2.8 billion. British Telecom, 14 billion. University, 17.5 billion. Now, why is that important? Because it hasn't got better since 2017. It's got a hell of a lot worse. Okay, you can see there in the UK, life expectancy of men is on average 83.4 years. So 18 years in retirement, women 86.2 years, 21 years in retirement. And you've got to live on a state pension of under £9,000 a year and you're supposed to enjoy your retirement. That's not going to change. Inflation's going to keep going up. And therefore, that 8300 it was back then, um, is going to get you less and less and less, which is why so many boomers, older folk, um, and I'm a boomer, I'm the I'm the last of the boot or some of the last of the boomers. So, you know, some boomers were born in 1946, many years before me. But the point is, those people that are in retirement now, and there's a billion boomers around the world. So you could say a seventh or an eighth of uh, uh, you know, of the world, depending on how many people you think are in the world. It means that, you know, and a seventh or an eighth of the world are going to be freezing cold in the winter months because they can't afford to have their heating on, etc., etc. So heaven knows what that is like today. And the reason I've, excuse me, shown you those articles is because somebody I had on my show recently, I'm running his video today. Now, he was doing an interview with British podcaster Peter McCormack, and that is Greg Foss. And I really respect Greg Foss because he's had 35 years in the financial markets, in the bond markets, etc. And I don't know my stuff, but this guy most certainly does know his stuff. So based on what I've just covered there, let's run this video from Greg Foss and pay attention to what he's saying. In the first chunk of the video, if I can move my cursor around, which is gone, very quickly, he talks about, you know, are bonds dead? Is it really a race to zero? Peter McCormack asked him that. Um, he says they're not killing inflation by raising the rates, as they can't do that. Inflation is higher now than the last 20 years. And inflation last month, and I think he's talking about um, November, um, in Europe is the highest it has ever ever been. So basically, something something really doesn't smell right. Now, this is uh, a financial guy who knows his stuff. Let's have a listen. Because historically, yes, there are bonds that have traded at very high yield. Oh, no question. When I started, yeah. bonds were trading, 10-year US treasuries were 14%. So, but it feels, therefore, like the, the bond market is, is a race to zero. It has been in the past, 
because inflation expectations have been reduced so much that why were bonds trading in the late 80s at a double digit yield? Because Volcker hadn't snuffed out. That's Treasury Secretary, uh, not Treasury Secretary, excuse me, Fed Reserve Chairman Paul Volcker in the 1980s snuffed out inflation by raising rates to double digit levels. Since then, due to technology, due to deflationary pressures in the economies, the 10-year rate has gone down from 14% down to less than 1%. Now it's kicking around at 1.5%, but inflation now is higher than it has been in the last 20 years. And incidentally, in Europe, last month's inflation was higher than it's ever been, ever. And And Europe still has negative yielding bonds. Something doesn't smell right. So, you know, we can bury our heads in the sand. We can say, oh, it doesn't affect us. But the point is, it does affect us because as these bonds lose their value, as the inflation goes up, you know, all of a sudden the financial world. I mean, I'm not financial, so I'm going to be careful what I say. But what I'm seeing is how can it function? How can it deliver on people's pensions if the bonds and, you know, when you pay into your pension, I'm talking about the UK. I don't know how it works with a 401k or an IRA that you have in the US. But in the UK, when you pay money or your employer takes money from your salary and pays it into a pension, they then put it across, you know, a basket of stocks, bonds, equities, whatever that pension fund uses. And you hope that they get that right. So it performs so that it can deliver your pension. Now, most pension funds do perform. But as inflation goes up, they're underperforming, which means there's not going to be enough in the pot. And he talks about that coming up. He talks about the fact that pension funds are wrecked. That's my word, not his. So stop listening to what governments are saying. He says the pensioners are the ones that are going to suffer. Pensioners will not get they're in anticipated payouts. And he says here, the funds are growing, but actually losing their purchasing power. And accountants are doing everything they can to keep that under wraps and not let the cat out of the bag. And he says he talked to some you know, very prominent accountants and they're seriously embarrassed by this because they know what's coming for pensioners down the road. Let's have a listen. You know, uh, the old adage is, there's a price for everything. Well, I don't believe the right price for U.S. 10-year treasuries right now is 1.5%. Therefore, firstly, why would that not be the case? Well, when inflation's running at 6%, you know the math. You're, you're, you're earning a negative 4.5% real, real return, okay? The other thing is everyone assumes the credit quality of the USA is still guilt-edged. It's not. The credit default swap markets are telling you that there's a higher and higher chance that the U.S. Treasury will not make full on their obligations. That's really scary, isn't it? You know, for regular people like me, you know, again, I'm not financial. So, you know, I don't understand a lot of what Greg talks about. But is he painting a rosy picture, you know, as a 35-year veteran of the, the financial markets? Or is he saying things are not good? And he's clearly saying things are not good. And it's really worrying. So, you know, for me personally, that 
for me is an opt out by getting into Bitcoin, you know, because Bitcoin will give you more purchasing power over the time as deflation happens. And the dollar or the euro or the yen or the pound or whatever, the purchasing power is going to go down and down and down over time. So that is why I'm constantly saying to people, whilst I can't, you know, get my head and understand all the financial markets, get off of zero, get into Bitcoin, stop looking at the day-to-day price. The day-to-day price does not matter one bit because it's been manipulated by whales, you know, and these traders, you know, many traders have got wrecked over the last few weeks and months because they've over leveraged themselves. And then that that creates a cascade downwards of traders losing their positions. And, you know, Ultimately, at some point, you get a recovery and then we start to go the other way. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you right now whether we are heading down into a bear market or whether we're not because I don't have the qualifications. All I know, we are on a downward trend at the moment, but all the on-chain analysts are saying we are not in a bear market because of all the indicators that they're looking at on-chain. So again, I don't have that magic wand. I'm just saying, bringing this information to you on my show, that that our pensions, the people that are out there that are looking at their pensions, maybe only just starting to pay in now, you know, you've got to understand that these things are going to go pop because the bond markets are in complete disarray. Um, You know, Greg goes on and he says, we always think everything's going to be fine until it isn't. And he said, as soon as it starts to fall apart, it falls apart very, very quickly. And then people don't know it's falling apart until it's too late. Um, You know, he said they're manipulating inflation figures. They're much higher than what they're telling us. Um, They're using the old matrix from back in the 80s. He'll go into that. Um, And he said for the first, he's 58, Greg, I know that because he says it, you know, when he's on people's shows and mine. Um, He's saying that for the first time in his lifetime, He's seen inflation like this. He's never experienced it. He said, and most people, working class people that like almost like don't care as long as I can get my new big screen TV, you know, and and load my credit cards up for Christmas and and do all the things that the masses do that don't understand that you've got to learn how to save for that rainy day. Um, They just go about their lives thinking it won't affect them. And I'm telling you, it will. And he said most people are sleepwalking through it, which is really, really scared. He said people, including fund managers, really have no clue what is going on. And many fund managers don't even understand money. You know, I've taken a few clips here out of a one and a half hour um, podcast that he did with Peter McCormack. And there was so much more he said in there. And I think he quoted something like out of 40 fund managers he knows, only six of them have ever researched and understand the history of money and the history of nation states that always end up crashing nation's currencies to zero. Let's have a listen. Guess what, people? Your pension funds are underfunded, okay? Don't listen to what the government's saying. They are underfunded because the bond portion will, the equity portion cannot make up for the lack of yield in the bond portion. So it is the pensioners who are going to be paying for this. They will not get their, uh, their anticipated returns in their pension funds, correct? So the pension funds are growing but losing purchasing power? The the actuarial accountants are doing headstands 
to try and pretend the funds are what's called funded. I've talked to a few of these actuaries and they are embarrassed and realize that it's almost impossible for the pension funds to be fully funded when 10-year rates are 1.5%. I mean, just listen to this guy. He's not full of confidence, is he? You know, and he's saying that these people that run these funds are not even confident, but they're not going to go on national television or radio and say, the masses, everyone listen, your pensions are in trouble. They're going to hide it. They're going to cover it up. They're going to you know, create smoke screens, create narratives so that the masses think that everything is OK and it is not OK, people. You've got to get this. So, you know, you heard him, you know. Everything is okay uh, until it starts to fall apart. Let's listen to some more of what you've got to say. You think it's all going to be fine until it isn't. And as soon as it isn't, it unravels really quickly. And we saw 6.2% inflation quoted. I think everybody is in agreement. It is way higher than that. The US is currently double-digit inflation. Well, if you use the same formula that they used in 1980 to calculate the original consumer price index, it would be over 14%. Just briefly, for those that don't understand it, um, and I didn't, CPI or consumer price index is basically they work inflation out on a basket of products that Mr. and Mrs. Average would buy, you know, things like food, clothing, etc. And what they do is they take certain things out of the basket and add things in to manipulate it so it looks like the consumer price index is lower than it actually is. That's my understanding, at least. And that's, in my opinion, that's just total manipulation. Apples to apples. And I think we all know, I mean, yeah, we're experiencing, it. Yeah, yeah. You, whether it's you filling up your car yep. with, we say petrol, you say gas, <laughs> whether you're going to Starbucks, whether you're going to dinner, yeah. everything is starting to feel really expensive. It's, uh, it's the reality that this is the first time in my, uh, my lifetime that I've experienced inflation like this. That's true. It feels like we're in a very unhealthy place. And it feels like, yeah, we're talking about it because... I have a show and yes. you're part of a community and uh-huh. everybody, isn't it? But I feel like there's a lot of people sleepwalking through this. People, honestly, Peter, do not understand, including a lot of bond fund managers. The lack of understanding of bond mathematics is atrocious. Yep. Bonds have been in a 40-year favorable market to own bonds. That's now changed. Anybody managing a bond fund now has only experienced the positive about being a bond fund manager. This is a new paradigm for them. And old habits die hard. So this is interesting because what he's actually saying there is most of us that are alive today have never lived through anything like we are starting to experience and we are going to experience in the future. Excuse me. I think that's where he's coming from. And that's really scary. But you know what? There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that light at the end of the tunnel is Bitcoin. Because with 21 million, as it gets adopted over time and people, I am not talking of next week or next month. I'm talking of years and decades. 
So for those of you that are younger than I am, you're going to see all of that play out. I believe I'll see a lot of it play out, but maybe I won't see what you 30 and 40 year olds will see. And it's going to play out over time and Bitcoin's going to get adopted and it's going to be nation states coming in and massive corporations coming in. He talked about pension funds. You know, listen to this last clip where he explains, and this is the bullish part, he explains how Bitcoin gets to $2 million, okay, based on, look, look, as this, as this becomes adopted, pension funds will have no choice but to start adding Bitcoin into the pension fund because Bitcoin is going up in value, if that makes sense. So, you know, the basket of stocks, bonds, equities, whatever they do to make your personal pension up when you your work takes it from your wages each month, okay, Bitcoin will be added in there. So pension funds will want to have a percentage in in Bitcoin. So, you know, he's he goes in this last section, he, he goes through the case for Bitcoin getting to 2 million by literally the pension funds just allocating 5% to Bitcoin. And he feels that there'll be way, way more than that that ultimately comes in. Let's finish this last bit off. But this is why I'm bullish and why you should be off of zero and stack in as much Bitcoin as you can as fast as you can. If total financial assets in the world are $900 trillion, that's what they are, okay? All bonds or all debt, all equities, all real estate, all gold, commodities, fine art, store of value, total of $900 trillion. I think Bitcoin easily captures 5% of that market. What's 5% of 900 trillion is 45 trillion. What's 45 trillion divided by 21 million? It's over two, 2 million bucks of Bitcoin in today's dollars. So let's start with 2 million bucks, okay? And the point is the way it gets there is when pension funds say, I got to get my 5%. Because 5% is a minimum. And what if they say 10%? Well, then it's 90 trillion divided by 21 million. And all of a sudden, it's four and a half million bucks of Bitcoin. Okay, so look, if you're not bullish by the end of that, if that doesn't make you want to go and move and get some Bitcoin, I, I don't know what will people because this is not me, you know, this crazy Brit going live twice a week talking. That is Greg Foss, who is so respected in the financial world. And it's not just mad people saying, buy Bitcoin, number go up, it's going to go to millions. He's giving the reasons why Bitcoin is going to go up over time and go into the millions. So as Adam Meister taught me four and a half years ago when I first got into Bitcoin, start stacking those Satoshis and make a plan to how you get to, say, a quarter of a Bitcoin, <clears throat> half a Bitcoin, one Bitcoin. His show used to be the one Bitcoin show because he used to say to people, aim for one Bitcoin. And when you've got to one, see if you can work away a plan to get to two and then five and then 10. Well, that was when Bitcoin was a lot cheaper than it is today. So today I'm advising people 
Set yourself a plan. Get a second job. Stop going on holidays you don't need to go on. Take a holiday, sure. Stop buying new TVs if you don't need one. Stop changing your car and instead get Bitcoin. That's what I've done. My lovely wife in the chat will tell all of you I'm a car nut and I've always changed my car. I've always had Mercedes, BMW cars. I've always got the latest one out. The tops, my daughter Buffy W will tell you that, um, the top spec cars. And literally in 2018, when I went to change my car, I decided no. Line in the sand, not buying a new car, putting it into Bitcoin. And I've done that. And that has, I don't know how many X'd. And now I don't want to take it out because I know it's going to so many X again over the coming decade. So it educates us to tighten our belt, stop spending money on silly rubbish things. And because of what Greg Foss has just said, that's why I'm saying to you all, maybe none of that will happen. But what if it does and you haven't got your hedge in Bitcoin? So before we go over and finish off with some tweets and stuff, um, a load of people have joined. Let's a shout out to Wilson Bennett coming in from Belfast. Hi, Wilson. Great to have you here. Barefoot Barry is in from New Zealand. Barry, always great to see you in the house. Dave Shackelford from Phoenix. Uh, Vinny Rondo is in the house. Vinny, I can't remember where you are in the world. Let me know and I'll give you a shout out. But welcome to all you guys. Don't forget to pound the like button, people. Really important. Okay, so let's go back over to the desktop. And before we get into the tweets, as always, quick shill for Matthew's book. Matthew Underhill. Sorry, Matt. You're in the chat. I missed you there. Um, this is a great book written by a British Bitcoiner. And I'm telling you, if you're still looking for a Christmas present for someone who might be open minded, jump on Amazon and order this book. I've got it. It's an incredibly easy read. It's a fascinating read. We were down at the weekend with my stepmom in the southwest of the UK, and she said she's getting through the book. And, and she's in her 70s. She's getting through the book. She's thoroughly enjoying it. There's little bits she doesn't understand, but she said it's such an easy, digestible read. So whether you're a reader, whether you're a listener on Amazon, it's on Audible as well, or you can get the book on Amazon. Really superb. Can't recommend it highly enough. I want to quickly shill, if I may, my good friend down in Australia, Bitcoin to the moon. He is selling his digital asset portfolio uh, that you know, also covers domain names, Bitcoin to the moon.com and BTC to the moon, as well as the logos, Bitcoin to the moon and Bitcoin to the moon.com, those logos for t-shirts. He's selling that whole package. There's a lot more than that. Um, so if you know a whale out there, somebody that might have hundreds or thousands of Bitcoin that wants to get their hands on the .com domain name, Bitcoin to the moon.com, you can see the, the bit highlighted at the bottom. It says, Bitcoin to the moon is the common cry and dream of Bitcoiners throughout the world. So somebody, I'll tell you what, I bet Michael Saylor would be really interested in this, actually. Um, it is there. It's up for grabs. And I'll tell you, when somebody buys it, this will never go on sale again. It really won't. So quick shout out there to um, his asset portfolio. OK, so some tweets. OK, Bitcoin's price may not be going in the direction that you guys want. I'm quite happy with it, okay? But the news is always positive out there. You know, Bitcoin News said, much as you might not like Bitcoin, it has really set off a revolution that ultimately might benefit all of us, either directly or indirectly, said the Cornell Professor of Economics there. Big deal, uh, the Cornell um, Prof uh, Economics um, 
thing. What? Sorry, uh, it's gone. Institution. Sorry. Bitcoin archive. Uh, Bitcoin equals one trillion. Now I know it's just under that, but you know, just loosely. Bitcoin equals one trillion. Global debt three hundred trillion. Global real estate three hundred and twenty-five trillion. So at one trillion. We have only got, you know, 625 trillion there of both debt and real estate. And currently, Bitcoin's just got one trillion market cap. So when he says we believe it's still really early, it is really early, people. Bitcoin, which is down over here, I think you can see it here, is just a fraction of what is out there that it can start to swallow over time. Another reason I say to all of you, you want to start thinking it's later than I think. I need to get more Bitcoin as quickly as I can instead of, oh, I'll get some soon. I can't give financial advice, but damn well stack that Bitcoin, people, please. Unchain Capital. I love this one. This is just a refresher for those of you that have got your seed words maybe not written down. You should write them down for your cold storage wallet. And it says, you know, those words your Bitcoin wallet told you to write down. That's called a seed phrase. It's 12 or 24 mission critical words that generate the keys that allow you to spend your funds. So if you've got a Trezor or a Ledger or whatever, that device is nowhere near as important as the seed words. So are your seed words safe from fire, from flood, from theft, from a dog or a cat eating them up or chewing them up or sicking up all over them? Because you should never take a digital copy of these, never take a photo, never do a screenshot, never email them, never text them, never send them on WhatsApp or Messenger or whatever you use. You should have them written down and you should secure them because if you break your device or it's lost or stolen, you literally get on a computer and you put those words into a website and you get your funds back. So this is just Unchained Capital reaffirming how flipping important those seed words are. And I'm doing my best to say that as well. Mark Moss, he was supposed to have been on my show Thursday, but uh, I'm hoping to get him in the new year. So keep your fingers crossed on that one. It's not the pandemic that's caused this. It's the government's response to the pandemic. Reuters in the UK said UK company insolvencies hit new pandemic highs in November. Well, forgive me. Um, I've got to be, no, I'm not going to go down the route. I don't want to get chucked off of YouTube. But for me, it's just a great big spin to learn how to click their finger, sound a hooter, and everybody runs screaming into their homes and locks the doors. And I'm not subscribing to it. I won't say any more. Surfer Jim, he's been a guest on my show. What an awesome guest. You ought to check out BitcoinInterviews.com and see my interview with Surfer Jim. He pulls no punches. He tells it exactly as it is. And he says, people who think the conditions of the world today are reasonable, fair and mostly normal don't understand Bitcoin. People who understand Bitcoin know the conditions of the world today are anything but reasonable, fair and mostly normal. 
Luckily, we'll be the ones rebuilding the world. Uh, that is profound. And you know what? I believe it's so true as well. Uh, we are seeing nation states devalue their currencies. Is it going to be a domino effect? I'm really frightened for how this decade's going to play out and how the transition from fiat currencies to Bitcoin is going to happen. Are we going to see wars? Are we going to see, I'm hoping there'll be a, a, you know, a gradual migration from one to the other, but it may not happen. So we've all got to prepare, be prepared for anything. And we were talking to Budge in the chat yesterday when we meet up, you know, and we were both agreeing it is better to be prepared for something and it not happen than to have something happen and not be prepared for it. Okay, here's my quote. I love this. There's nothing more dangerous than a closed mind. How many people do you know that you've talked to about Bitcoin and their mind is just closed off? It's like they're not interested. They don't even need to say they're not interested. They roll their eyes. There's a bit of a tut or they snigger under their breath or they turn around and, you know, wink or giggle at somebody else in the room. We've all been there and we've all done that. And you know, my mate Gary that gave me a call about Bitcoin, we were talking the other week and, you know, I said to him, I said, crikey, you know, you you rang me. I went straight in the rabbit hole and bought five Bitcoin off the bat in a couple of weeks back in 2017. And he said, yeah, but for you, he said there was hundreds and hundreds of others that just laughed at me, scoffed at me, scorned me, rolled their eyes, stopped taking my phone calls. He said, so you were the one that had the guts to dig in, at least do your own research and then get in the Bitcoin rabbit hole. So seriously, people, there's nothing more dangerous than a closed mind. So if you enjoy my content, um, listen, I've taken down for now my tipping.me address because it's not working. But I did tweet something today and tipping.me said that they the site is down and they are upgrading it to a new look site. I was worried that maybe it had gone under and my funds had disappeared, but it's all okay. But what you want to do is try out my unique Coin Corner SATS address, UK Bitcoin Master at coincorner.io. And the reason I'd like you to test that out is because when I try to do it myself, some SATS wallets work and some don't work. For example, Wallet of Satoshi works perfectly. You can literally um, put that in there and you can send some SATS from Wallet of Satoshi. But I personally can't get the moon wallet to work. And I'd like to know, you know, you guys try a hundred, send a hundred sats. I think it's a couple of pennies, two pennies, five pennies. It's like nothing, you know, let me know if it works. I'd, you know, leave a, a comment once you've done it in the notes section afterwards and let me know what lightning wallets do work to send to this and what don't. Reason? Because I'm going to be interviewing the CEO from Coin Corner, Danny Scott, on the, oh, it's either the 9th or the 13th of January. And of course, I want to know what is working and what isn't working. I love Coin Corner. It's superb. Be mindful that if you send small amounts, the fee can be high. So if you're going to dollar cost average, do it for maybe five or six months, get a, a fair amount of BTC in there and then move it to cold storage. And that fee stays the same, which is a heck of a lot smaller on a greater sum of Bitcoin, if that makes sense. But, you know, Coin Corner are on the Isle of Man. Uh, they're, they're really good that, you know, their communication on Twitter is absolutely 
absolutely superb and I love it. So I'd be very interested for any of you just to try sending a few sats on whatever wallet you use that you can send Satoshis. Not to fund me, you know, 100 sats at two pennies or five pennies. You know, you're not funding me anything, but I really want to know what is working and what uh, isn't working. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your UK Bitcoin Master live show for today, the 20th of December 2021. On Thursday, I will be here live with my Christmas backdrop, um, i.e. we will be at our skiing resort somewhere I'll leave that to your own interpretation. But I will be here on Thursday at 6 p.m. London time. Come and join me. Bring some others. Let's get more people finding this. I love the support that you regulars give me. I can't thank you all enough. But we collectively as a group need more people to come and find channels like this so that noobs are coming in and finding the channel so that we can play our small part in that overall adoption of Bitcoin. So you guys, Paul, you lot that are in the chat, you need to be picking up a link to maybe this show, sending it to your brothers, your sisters, your friends and saying, come and watch Uncle Brian, come and watch this crazy Bitcoiner talk about why our pensions are in disarray, why we should get a hedge in Bitcoin. And let's get some noobs in the channel, people, so that we can help that overall adoption. One last thing before I go. Please, if you can remember when the show is over, refresh your browser, go back into the show and leave a comment under the video in the comments section. Maybe thanking me for the show, maybe telling me what a rubbish show it was, maybe just saying hi, maybe telling me where you are in the world, because the more people that leave a comment, and I respond to all of them, by the way, the more it messes around with YouTube's algorithm, it keeps it higher up the YouTube rankings and then more new people can find the channel. So another way you can help out. I'm out of here, people. Have a great week as we lead up to Christmas. I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin master, saying strong Bitcoin hand. Don't panic. Just buy and hold your Bitcoin. See you Thursday.